So, hope you're feeling real good. To uh, look forward to, a lot to appreciate. It's been an okay, pretty good week. Uh, been not reading any of the news. Been off of the social media for for basically the most most part. Um, I will say it's funny. Every time you go on, you're like, oh, let me just because now I'll I'll go in my browser. I'm like, oh, let me just check in, make sure nobody messaged me. And the first thing you see is just disturbing. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's why I. Oh, that hurts. That's why I, I'm off that crap. Um, uh, for for the next few days, then I'm putting out a song, so I gotta dance with the devil. New song coming out this Friday is called "Feed the Fire." Um, I'm really excited to share it, and um, it's a fun one. The photo, there's a pretty picture of me. I look real good. Um, no, there's a, there's a picture of me, and a photo is taken on black and white film by my dear friend Ellie Turner, and. Uh, she's an incredible musician here in town that I very much admire, respect, and look up to. Um, so just excited about that and still have yet to um, have yet to put out a photo uh, for album art that isn't taken on film, which I'm very excited about. I'll get less stubborn, but for now this is, this is, this is fun. I'm playing my... Uh, my Gibson LGO. Love this guitar. Broken in old mahogany guitar. Before we get before we get going, uh, I am playing the Raccoon Motel in Davenport, Iowa. And when is a better time to go to Iowa than mid January? Um, is mid? I always thought mid was middle, but mid is later, right? Um, late January, wouldn't you just say that? Or middle? Mid must be middle. Um, I'm still learning how to talk, folks. Um, January twenty seventh. Um, I'll be at the Raccoon Motel, I believe, in Davenport, Iowa, and then January 26th, day before, I will be at the Fox Den in Dubuque, Iowa. Um, super, super excited to be going out to Iowa, playing some shows. The day before, uh, January 25th, I'll be in Chicago, Chicago, Illinois, um, and then, um, and then, uh, January 28th, the day after that little run. Hopefully we're going to be in Springfield, Illinois, but we'll see. Chance will be in Indianapolis as well. Um, but super, super excited. January 11th, I'll be in Nashville, Indiana. 
Uh, and then March, I'm booking some North Carolina gigs. So we'll probably be back in Greensboro. We're going to do Raleigh. I haven't done Raleigh in years, in like seven years. Um, so we're going to do Raleigh, hopefully, um, and maybe Asheville again. Uh, we'll see. But um, super, super excited for all the little shows coming up and uh, new music coming out. Late January, the EP comes out. So I will be in Iowa, perhaps, when it comes out, which is perfect. Um and uh, yeah, new song coming this Friday, this Thursday night at midnight. Uh, this is midnight Eastern Standard. So if you're in Nashville, it'll be at 11, 11 p.m. Thursday. The song will come out. And uh, it's called Feed the Fire. And I think you'll like it. It's got my buddy Alex on mandolin. And uh, just very, very nostalgic for me. A very meaningful song to me. And uh, I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Thank you so much. By the way, I went to Chattanooga this weekend, had the most fun time. Can't wait to tell all you all, you all about it. Um, but uh, I'm reading a book called Running the Light by a comedian by the name of Sam Talent. And according to comedians, it is the only good book about comedy. And it is freaking incredible. It's one of my favorite books I've written. The language is so flowery, and it, it makes me feel like I've... I've never turned a phrase in my life. It's just so, such, such incredible writing. Um, and uh, this comedian, Sam Talent, brilliant, brilliant writer. Um, and uh, it, it's, it, it chronicles the novel about an old washed-up comedian by the name of Billy Joe Schaefer, um, which I feel like the character was almost sort of, um, like, based on that country guy. Um, uh, what's his name? Billy, Billy Joe... Billy Joe something. Um, he died recently. Um, kind of like a Johnny Paycheck type character. Um, Billy Joe. Was that his name? Was it Billy Joe Shaver? Shaver? Um, anyway, uh, freaking incredible. And it reminds you of like Artie Lang almost, you know, uh, an Artie Lang who would have been like handsome in his day and sort of almost made it uh, or was famous for a minute there and then, you know, washed up. And the book is just following him like playing just absolute tiny dot, you know, and tiny rooms in the, in the Midwest and the Southwest and just, you know, playing hell gigs, basically playing hell rooms and just chronicling like the absolute decay of his, of his character. And, but he's, you know, still has the spark of poetic genius of comedic timing of, you know, God given, uh, um, you know, just brilliance and, Super, just if you're looking for a book to just take you out of the, out of the world and into uh, maybe another real world, uh, I would suggest that one. And I'm also reading A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, which is just like the most beautiful, healing, lovely book to read. Also, just brilliantly written. Um, who wrote it? Betty Davis, I believe her name is. Um, wasn't that the lady who did the flag? That's Betsy. And then there's Betsy DeVos. She's someone else in politics now, right? 
Um, anyway, but also just, you know, one of my favorite books, uh, Tree Grows in Brooklyn, I've been slowly reading it for years, but uh, I picked it back up and we're really cooking. Um, but yeah, overall, it's just been like a quite quite the wholesome week. Um, it was uh, my 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 dear lovely lady's birthday, so we uh, we celebrated with a bunch of friends. We went to Smith and Lentz here in Nashville, which is just like Smith and Lentz uh, is great pizza, very very good pizza, really good beer too. They have a Kolsch that I love, um, but uh, they have a great wood fired oven. Um, I always just read it as wood fried pizza, but it's wood fired pizza. Um, just like really, really good. I mean, you know, if you're in Nashville and you want really good pizza, there's basically three, two, two places you can go to. You go to Urban Cowboy and Smith and Lentz. Now they're two like they're like you know I don't know hipster pizza, you know fancy pizza, but so is like Arturo's in in New York. So you know, but if you want like a regular thing, you just go to like Five Points Pizza, and it's great. Okay, I'm not one of those New Yorkers. You know, the bagels here out here is like, no, the bagels are fine. You don't need New York Jewish water. Come on, relax. It's better. It's like the, there's there's truth to it. Um, Speaking of Jewish, oh, my God. um, I'm very proud to be Jewish, and I'm very lucky to be Jewish, and we're all lucky to come from wherever we come from, and we should be proud of our heritage of our ancestors and all, all the ways they fought to preserve their their culture and their faith, their beliefs, their... You know, I think when a culture, like, works really hard to preserve any sort of uh, belief or faith, um, you know, religion and whatnot, I think that helps also preserve just, like, the... Um, just the fabric of, of, of family and of how you're raised. And, you know, we, we live in a very... We live in a postmodern world. It's it's just hard to understand what it meant to to be Jewish fifty years ago, you know, a hundred years ago, eighty years ago, um, let alone like a thousand years ago. God knows what that was like. Um, it's hard to understand what it. You know, I'm reading Tree Grows in Brooklyn, and it's hard to understand what it what it was like to be, you know, an Irish Catholic family in like a uh, in, in a tenement home in Brooklyn. You know, it's like we we just it's so we forget about the past so quickly, so quickly, almost instantly. We forget about what anything was ever like. And we see the world as if it was always was just exactly how it is. Um, And I guess, you know, when you do meet old people and they give you some sort of perspective and some sort of wisdom, you know, sometimes like you always want to. And even for them, it's so hard. You know, I would ask my my late grandmother, God rest her soul. I'd be like, you know, what was it like? You know, this and that and cars and phones. And she's like, oh, it was lovely. <laughs> you know, like you have to be present when you live a life. Like, you know, she could probably tell me about the 90s, but so could, you know, anyone else above the age of 30, whatever. So, um, you know, there was this idea of, sure, she was born and she would tell me about going to the Bronx Zoo in the early, you know, 
Um, and she was mayor for a day, and in some ways it was simpler times and the stuff they would eat. But overall, you know, she was a present person, and she wasn't really a walking history book. It's rare when you meet someone who's old who, and in some ways, you know, that's like you have to stay present. You have to grow up. You have to grow old. You have to be with your family and learn how to use the telephone and credit cards and all that. You know, it's um, it, it might do you better going to an Amish person being like, hey, what's your life like right now? Um, uh, there's this uh, journalist who's quite controversial in the archaeology world by the name of Graham Hancock, who uh, I, I quite like because he's provocative and you know, any any sort of anti-establishment character is always interesting to me and exciting. Um, he fights the sort of narrative that um, America was um, only populated, you know, 10,000 years ago, 15,000 years ago. But again, that keep that number keeps being pushed back. So in some ways, some of his, his theories are being proven to be correct. Um, and some we'll just never know. It's just they're probably just theories. And it's just interesting. Um, I think it's healthy to, you know, not just live in a any a binary hallway of singular thought. Um, anyway, Graham Hancock likes to remind us that uh, he says, um, you know, he says there there are hunter gatherers living today, and they are not ancient um, people. You know, they're, they're not this, like, they're not an archaic version of a human being. It's like, they are modern people. They are modern in the sense that they are alive right now, hunting and gathering. And we should remember, we should, you know, keep that perspective. There are people living now that just live a very, very different lifestyle, and they are by no means, um, you know, ancient. They're not an ancient culture. They're a very, very modern culture um, that hasn't changed a lot from <laughs> the way things used to be. But anyway, all this to say... All this to say that when we think about history and we think of our identities and where we come from, I think it's important to uh, remain separate from dogma, separate from politics, and separate from whichever way the wind is blowing that day. Um, you know, and and a, a good way to think of this is if you have a Russian friend, you should be very. Uh, obviously loving and respectful towards them and also be curious about their Russianness and not tell them, oh, you're a Russian, you are Putin, you are you are that leader who, you know, again, like you are a war- warmonger. It's, it's just important to remember who human beings are and who pe- people are and then who political leaders are and how different and separate those are. Um, all that to say, you know, there is some anti-Semitism in the world and it, there always has been, and I was certainly raised with it. And when I was a little kid, you'd be walking to shul, to synagogue, and you'd have a car slow down and throw a bunch of beer bottles at you and call you a kike and call you all kinds of awful things. And you took it, and you also knew that they were wrong, that you were, you know, that you were proud to be a Jew, and it was okay that you were who you, who you were. And there was a lot of pride in the community of, you know, we're all right, we're here. Something I really love about the Jewish people in Judaism is they generally don't proselytize. They don't try to make other people Jewish. They're actually, there's a lot of respect for other people doing what they're supposed to, and we're going to do what we're supposed to and all that, um, you know, from a religious perspective, that is. And I think that just bleeds into culture. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's an important time, I think, just for me to be like, hey, I'm Jewish, and I'm very proud of it. I'm very grateful for it. 
And uh, if you see some bullshit anti-Semitism, just maybe say something or just keep going, you know, because whatever. It's always going to be there and it's okay. But um, anyway, we're going to get off our little soapbox here. We're going to do a song in a bit, but uh, first of all, I just want to say went to Chattanooga. Chattanooga, uh, actually, no, went to Georgia, really. Uh, Lookout Mountain, Georgia. Uh, got a beautiful little cabin, Airbnb, um, overlooking this beautiful valley. And you're up you're up there in the mountain, on the mountaintops. And uh, just the wind was going, and the, the leaves are turning orange. And it was just beautiful, beautiful weather. And... Uh, got a big old bathtub, and um, there's a grocery down the street. Kate and I went to, uh, celebrating her birthday, um, went down the street, got some, got some groceries, got some steak, and some potatoes, and there was wine, and uh, cooked a delicious meal, and uh, just had the best time, and, um, and then the next day, um, oh man, Chattanooga and that whole area is just there's something mystical and beautiful about it and that border of Georgia, where Georgia borders Tennessee um, just a special area and I really love it there and it's sort of become a little like quick easy getaway from Nashville if you just want to you know you don't have that much time overnight but also just want to say uh, just super grateful for all, for all our friends who came out uh, cute birthday party and just so grateful for all the wonderful people we've met um, here here in Nashville. You know, you're looking around a table and you're like, oh, I love these people. And some of them feel like old friends. We've been here now two years. So two, it's our two-year anniversary of living here in Nashville. So feeling all kinds of grateful and lucky and uh, and just had my dear friend and mentor, C. Lansbaum, was in Nashville last night uh, for a show. Got to see him. Uh, then we went out and saw Matis Yahoo, um, and uh, and I drove him to the airport early this morning. It was just so good, you know, getting to see him. Didn't get to hang out enough, but um, a lot of different worlds colliding, and just having one of my favorite New Yorkers here in Nashville for a day it was just a real absolute treat. All right, let's try a song here. Let's see how this goes. I hope you like it. All right, this song's called "Big Black Car" by Gregory Allen Isaacs. And uh, it's the first song I ever heard by him, and quite like it. it. Goes like this: You were a phonograph, and I was a kid. I sat with an ear close, just listening. I was there when the rain tapped away down your face. You were a miracle worker. I was just holding your space. Time is a way of throwing it all in your face The past she is haunted and the future is lace Heartbreak you know drives a big black car I swear I was in the backseat just minding my own come like rain and they won't stay and they won't stay for 
too long now This could be all that we know Of love and all Well you were a dancer And I was a rag The song in my head Well it's just all that I had Hope was a letter I never could send Love was a country we couldn't defend Through the carnival We watched them go round and round All we knew of home Was just a sunset and some clowns Oh, you were a magazine and I was a plain Jane Just walking the sidewalks all covered in rain Love to just get into some of your stories And call some of your plain Jane glory part-time farmer, great musician. Uh, his brother's also a great musician, le- a lot lesser known. Um, just a sweet, charming man. Uh, met him a few times. Got to see him play the Ryman a few weeks ago. And uh, just, yeah, beautiful. Um, had the best time Chattanooga. Did a lot of fun, romantic things. Ended up, at, uh, we're, get, we're getting some brunch and uh, at this little restaurant also on the hill next to the grocery in Georgia. And um, there's uh, the host, the host, he's like, do you guys like football? And we're like, well, not really. <laughs> uh, if we're being honest, we're not we're not the world's biggest football fans. We don't dislike it. Uh, he goes, well, do you want a couple of free tickets? Someone left some free tickets to the local college team's football game. And we look at each other. We're like, that is something we would never do. Yeah, let's do it. That sounds great. So um, we went ahead and... Uh, we took the tickets. We had some delicious breakfast. We got um, sabichs, um, or sabiches, as the waitress pronounced them. Uh, delicious, like it's like an Iraqi, Middle Eastern, Jewish. Um, it's like falafel, and there's like a mango sauce, and um, soft boiled eggs, and a pita, and hummus. Just really, really delicious. Um. Anyway, uh went to this local football game you, you end up, and it's a big big kind of big stadium for and I've never been to like college I've never been to any football game um but we walk up and and we're like where do we sit you know like what section do we go to and they're like oh well there's like the opposing team uh is on the other side and then our fans are on this side you know and so we go we end up we sit with the opposing team's fans um which is fun because we don't have a horse in the race um, and it was just boiling hot, and it was just piping down sun, and we're sitting there in the 
silver bleachers reflecting the sun everywhere you look. Uh, but it was cute. You have like the cheerleaders and the, there's a band, you know, all the horn section and uh, big band. And um, you had some like, what do you call that? Acrobatic uh, when they're like throwing up the things, spinning them in the air. Uh, doing like pirouettes under them, just super talented kids, very cute. And football was fun. Watched a couple of a couple of um, plays and uh, sat there for about twenty minutes. They're like, "All right, I think we did it." Uh, so then we we went to town, went to a little glass museum, uh, gift shop, walked around the art the art district next to the water. Um, just really love that town, and it's become quite familiar to us. And it's just like a good little, quick, easy, cheap getaway. Um, and then we went to the aquarium, which is, it's really got an amazing aquarium. Got to see some penguins and, um, uh, and they have, there's two buildings. They're right next to each other. Beautiful aquarium buildings. And one is, uh, sea saltwater and one is freshwater and freshwater has all kinds of like just set up really well and it talks all about different river systems and they have arapaimas which is those massive fish that live in the amazon uh just really just i don't know it's just so fun looking at sea turtles and um i touched a sturgeon which was cool and you know learning all about the different habitats and different all these different beautiful critters out there and um, there are these mossy frogs that literally look like moss. Like everyone would like walk by them, the like glass case, and then take a double take and be like, "Whoa, are those those are frogs!" Like, uh, it was really cool. Um, uh, just yeah, honestly, I had the best time. Went to Mayan kitchen, which was okay. Uh, believe it or not, Mayan food <laughs> in Chattanooga, Tennessee, is not the greatest. Uh, but it was fun. Met a uh, there's an overly ambitious waiter. Um, we told him he should be a politician someday. And he said he gets that a lot. <laughs> it's like, how about try to be a non-corrupt politician? How cool would that be? He's like, ah, I don't know. He's like, I'm, I want to be a more of a motivational speaker. It's like, all right. Um, anyway, just, yeah, had the best time, came back. And then uh, yesterday, Sunday, we went to a Jewish festival um, here in Nashville, which was really important. And, you know, a lot of people... Uh, we're talking to the guy, our friend who organized it, and he was like, yeah, a lot of people messaged me like, hey, I, I, I just, I'm afraid of being there, um, you know, right now. I just, like, don't want, you know, like, I don't know. I just don't want some creep to show up and, you know, uh, I don't know. There's, like, I feel, I feel, I don't feel safe being there. I feel like I'd be in danger. But there was a lot of security and, um, and, and a lot of love in the air. Um, got to see some dear old friends play and, um, it's just cute, you know, and it's always like it's me and my, I don't know, you know, I always wrestle with my Jewish identity. I'm, of course, very, very proud and happy to be Jewish, but it's not, it's probably a bigger part of my identity than I care to admit, but just like day to day consciously, you know, um, it's not that big a deal. And But um, I have friends that are very, you know, they're a little bit more, uh, they're a little bit more involved, card carrying um, and uh, I'm glad that they're like that, and I kind of want to be like that a little bit more in my own way. I think maybe that's important. Who knows? Who are you? What are your burdens? What is the yoke of your ancestors that you uh, must bear proudly? And um, I don't know. Um, who knows? It's a strange time. Uh, I remember my friend used to describe the South of... Uh, you know, when people would talk down the South, they're a bunch of racists, whatever. He was like, he was like no... 
you know, because like there's a lot of um, there's some Confederate flags out there. You'd be like, no, he's like, they just don't have a better mythology. He's like, that's all they've got. He's like, they need a better mythology. If you get them a, a better one, so another a, 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 another flag to fly that, you know, also speaks to where they come from. He's like, then they would do that. But that's all they got. Which I always thought was a very forgiving and empathetic way of looking at the world. Um, That's it for this week, this Thursday night, Friday morning. My new song, Feed the Fire, comes out. And if you can't find it, just email me. But it'll be on uh, Spotify, Apple Music. Also, the, it, um, the distribution service, they they also put it on YouTube. But it's not on my YouTube channel. It's Shlomo Franklin Topic. That's the that's the channel where just like the audio goes. Um, I probably should upload it to my own YouTube channel as well. I think I'll do that this time, this week. I'll try to get to it. It's the right, responsible thing to do. Um, but yeah, check it out. And it's it's everywhere else, too. It'll be on iTunes and all that. Um, don't buy the song. I don't know if I ever even see any of that money. Um, just just go listen to it. Stream it for free. Share it with a friend. Um, and send it out to some of your friends if you like it. Um, but I'm super stoked for you to hear it. Maybe next week we'll talk a little bit about that song. Um, one day when I have a fancy producer and everything, I'd love to do like proper breakdowns of like and have like a mixer and just like sort of like, okay, we're going to isolate the bass here. Look what the bass does and the drums and kind of how how everything sounds. Um, but that takes a lot of technical finesse that I just don't have. Um, I'm heading, uh, I was going to say upstate, I don't know, out into the, the mountains of Tennessee uh, with my friend Zach Meadows to, we're going to film one of his music videos and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm the pretty girl <laughs> in the music video. Uh, you know, there's usually a pretty girl. Well, that's me, baby. Um, so yeah, happy to just hang out with him today and uh, watch him watch him play showbiz. We're gonna shoot some shoot some footage. Um, but again, thank you to all our just our I don't know. Thank you to our dear friends and thank you all of you for who listen to this podcast. I really love you and I appreciate you. And uh, I'll see you next week. Hopefully, we'll have some I don't know some fun, exciting to talk about. Why not? Okay, love you. Bye bye. Thank you.